Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm Brooke Mangum. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, today's interview is a fun one. Brooke, have you ever heard of the term almond mom? And I'm talking about almond like the nut, almond mom. No, not not until I got this piece of paper that is in front of me now, (laughs) and I had to go Google it, and I had no idea. So apparently it's a mom that buys into diet culture, and it started with the Hadid family, if you know them. But yeah. It's kind of an interesting story that I guess Gigi called her mom. She wasn't feeling well, was even at the hospital. And the mom said, like, have a couple almonds or something like that. Yes, that would be it. And so now it's kind of like a trend on TikTok, the almond mom for like moms being a little bit almost like helicopter in different ways. It's mostly like with health and fitness and like being skinny. Watching what you're eating and things like that. Do you remember in the 90s? So we're dating ourselves, but it's fine. The 90s, everybody, it was like a skinny culture. Oh, Kate Moss. Mm-hmm. It was like, and I remember that was even like the Paris Hiltons, the Nicole Richie, where everybody was just like a garment hanger, right? Yeah. I remember clothes just hang like completely skinny was idolized. Yeah. And we still definitely have that still today, mm-hmm. but I think it's getting a lot better where there is more body inclusivity and people are, uh, I, honestly, I hate to say it, but I think the Kardashians kind of brought this in a little bit. You of know like what? Having it's curves. True. It's I don't want to give them credit for anything. You know, that pains me. <laughs> it pains me. And now they're real thin. But, you know, anyway, I digress. <laughs> but at first, when they made curves cool, like that kind of shifted the culture to like, okay, it's, it's okay to have like a booty and it's okay to have like some curves. Because in the 90s, early 2000s, everything, there were like so many diet fads. You remember all the diet oh, fads? Oh, I remember. And my mom tried all of them. Bless her heart. I, that's actually one of my like first memories. Not that my mom was one of these almond moms. Like she was definitely just like we all are as women and, and as people in general waging our own internal wars, right? Trying to better ourselves and feel better in our bodies. And I know that since I became a mother, that's really like what made the change for me is that I realized the way I was talking about me to me, right? Like I was so hard on my body and I didn't want to transfer my issues to my daughter because it's so hard to be anybody in this world. But I, I'll go on a limb and say it's a little bit harder to be a woman, especially when it comes to body and things sure. like that. And when you're raising a girl, you know, so it's like you want to make sure that they understand the concept of being healthy, but how young do you start those conversations? So it's super tricky. But um, I ended up talking to Tyler Bender, who became famous on TikTok for her hilarious videos, her almond mom videos. She's a great person. She is like advocating for health and and body positivity and she's young too. I asked her and I can't remember. I think she's like early 20s. She's super young. Oh yeah, that that's like has puppy breath yes. still. <laughs> she puppy does. breath. Well, I cannot wait to hear this conversation because this is such an important topic and like our kids are watching us, right? So the way that you talk to yourself, it matters and it also matters for you and your own well-being. So let's take a listen. Tyler Bender, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me. Of oh course. My gosh, I'm so excited to be here. So you are from Utah, born and raised? Yes. I literally just moved out of state for the first time in January. 
Okay. And what do you, do you miss home? You know, when you come home, you were saying you kind of plan a lot when you're here. Do you miss it? Yes. I miss it so much. There's so much to do in Utah. There's so many creatives to work with, fun things to do. Um, so I've come out here way more than anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I come out here almost bi-monthly because I love it so much. Um, and there's so many great people to see. Well, we're glad you're, we're glad you're here, especially for us. I'm fresh off the set. Okay. What is an almond mom? Break this down for us. Right. So an almond mom is a mom who is a little bit overbearing about diet, health, wellness, fitness. She's restrictive on herself, and sometimes she carries that on to her children or people around her. And I think a lot of almond moms are well-intentioned and well-meaning, but sometimes it starts to be a little pushy and aggressive, and that's kind of where the term really started was based off of Yolanda Hadid, who is a real housewife. Mm -hmm. She is a model who raised two model daughters. And she, there are so many toxic clips from the show of her really enforcing diet culture onto her daughters, telling them not to eat that, telling them that they're too big, that they need to lose weight. Um, And then it all came to a head in a famous scene where Gigi Hadid is in the hospital and Yolanda tells her that she can only eat two almonds and she has to chew them really well. So, Oh, wow. So that's where the, that's where the term came from. Where the word came from. Okay. And then we had a label for this behavior. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see how that can be a little scary. Um, Tell us about how this trend has taken over TikTok. Yeah. Well, of course, the clips of Yolanda telling Gigi not to eat went super viral Mm -hmm. and then people noticed patterns of behavior and started saying like oh I have an almond mom or it would be things like what's in my almond mom pantry what my almond mom does for a workout um and then people just started creating tiktok trends out of it I just got a year ago today memory of the first time I did an almond mom skit so it was a year ago that the skit started um I want to say that I was the first one to do a, a really a skit acting out the behavior. And then it really, really took fire this winter. And we were doing interviews, we um, articles. It blew up and went super crazy around wintertime this year. So it really could be like an almond dad, an almond, like it could be like the behavior, but it's coined almond mom because of the person that started it. Yes, yes. Oh, you can definitely have an almond mom. I'm in an almond dad. I've even heard Apple Watch dad who's like, I need to close my circles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, the term. Okay, but almond mom is what we're mostly talking about. Okay, what are the implications of this trend, do you think? The implications are, I'm seeing a lot of people have really good personal growth from this trend. People will see a video where maybe I'm acting out something a little bit toxic and the comment is oh I had no idea this is me oh my Mm. gosh I've done that before do I have a weird relationship with food or oh my gosh this is how my mom raised me I have so much trauma but this is a really good thing that we can like laugh through it together or it's even been a conversation starter for some families and I mean there's nothing more difficult than the mother-daughter relationship, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> so this is a really good way to get in the door and start these conversations. So, sure. Yeah. It's almost like turning on a light to like, okay, this is actually me. And you can notice your own behavior, you know, how it's coming off to your daughter or vice versa. So, okay, I can see you. I mean, um, what inspired you to become the almond mom? Super funny. I was just in a grocery store and the term had just barely started circulating. I was with my best friend. We were making jokes about the organic things on the shelves, the kombucha, the whatever. And I was like, my mom would be all over this. Or 
I was like, oh, do a video of me and I'm pretending to be Gwyneth Paltrow. I do a video of me and I'll pretend to be my mom. So that day, in 20 minutes, I made three little videos and all of them went viral. And I was like, oh, I have something here. And I have the lived experience to put behind this concept and keep going with it. Sure, the lived experience. And is it on TikTok, right? Is that where you are doing a lot of your skits and things? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And I also have my own podcast. Okay, very cool. Okay, how do you hope to use your platform for good? Because, of course, we want to turn it into good, right? Right. I mean, I started this... Those three videos that went viral were just kind of me goofing off. I had no idea what I was doing. But after I saw the comments that started to come in of this is really healing for me. This is really helpful to see other people with the same experience as me. I had no idea that I wasn't alone. Um, I saw that there was sort of a community. And I thought to myself, what? So I have thousands and thousands of teenage girls who have dealt with the same eating issues as me, who have dealt with the same insecurity is me what do I do with this group of people so the first thing I thought of was let's make a space where we actually take care of these issues so that's where my podcast came from and on my podcast the almond pod I have really uncomfortable discussions with my mom we talk about body positivity we are going to get nutritionists on and talk about healthy ways of eating um we're just covering all the bs in the health and wellness industry yeah because there's a lot There's a lot of garbage. And don't you think it's recently? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And the other thing is people go for shock value. True. And it's all commoditized, too, because it's way easier to sell something with, like, a shocking title, like, only eat meat for 20 days and lose uh, 100 pounds, you know? Right. It's way easier to sell that than just being, like, have a balanced diet. Right. So it just pushes people to these extremes because we have things like clickbait and virality and just money making and it's super gross. And so hopefully I can be the one to say, this is all garbage. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. I'm so glad you're turning it into good. That's that's amazing of you. Um, so you spoke a little bit about this, but talk more about your podcast and why you decided to start it. Yeah, it's we had done several interviews, um, ABC, a couple other news outlets and So I knew there was interest in the topic, and I really wanted to be able to provide my own view on this subject instead of just doing interviews with other people. I wanted to say, okay, well, what's the next step? Okay, now we've dissected the almond mom, but what else do these girls need? Now, okay, yes, they have an almond mom. They've identified that this behavior is weird. Well, after that, that maybe they need a mental health expert to to talk to or hear from Mm -hmm. then after that maybe they need a nutritionist or maybe after that they need a fun light-hearted episode where we read like almond mom horror stories and we all laugh together so um really the podcast is just the yes and to this whole phenomenon I think yeah and it gives you the platform where you can you have the time you know to be able to talk and speak you know and have people listen and reach a, a broader audience that's really cool um what kind of comments have you seen from teenage girls on your platforms like I said, it's just a lot of, this is my mom and I, and I had no idea. Or one that was really cool to me was um, this girl told me, I sent it to my mom because um, she is an almond mom, and she laughed and thought it was funny, but it was really a good conversation starter to be like, yeah, haha, funny, but really, oh, this is something that you do that makes me really uncomfortable. Can we stop? And they were able to get into that conversation. So... My main audience is teenage girls, and I will, like, ride for them forever. So I'm really happy that I'm getting this feedback for them. 
um, that, that it's been healing for them, that it's been helpful for them, that it's been a conversation starter. It's, it's really um, positive and impactful. Sure. Do you mind if I ask you how old you are? Yeah, I'm 21. 21. It's really incredible to see at 21. I mean, I look back and I think me at 21, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't have like much direction. So it's super impressive that you're 21 and that you're already have this vision. So I think that that's, that's really cool oh of you gosh, to see. You and you have so the experience, nice. which I think people can trust. Yeah, I do have the experience, which ages you. <laughs> it ages you a little bit. And yeah, I just always think to myself, I have a sister, we're Utah. So my sister, my youngest sister is 10 years younger than me. And she looks like a baby still. She's like, hasn't hit puberty. And I just look at her and I'm like, what do I want for her? What kind of world do I want her to mm-hmm. grow up in? And I know there's a hundred thousand maybe other of her watching the content. So I always keep that in mind as I create. I'm like, what could I have used that I want her to know going forward? I think that's so powerful because when I was growing up uh, here in Utah, we didn't have social media. We didn't have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And so now I think it's another day and age of just uh, our teens need like extra protection and extra mental health awareness and because it's it's hard. They do. And also with TikTok, you don't get to choose what you're seeing. It's not who you follow. It's not... There really aren't any restrictions, so it's even that more important to have things like uh, cautious consumption and screen time, and I Mm. I worry every day about her and her peers because it's just that much worse from when 10 years ago I was her same age. Sure, and that's why you're doing what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why are these topics so important to you, would you say? They're important to me because I think 10 years ago I was the era where anybody could post whatever they wanted online and gain a huge audience like there were really toxic influencers like this lady named freely the banana girl and she was a vegan who only ate like 50 bananas a day and all of us 13 year old girls watched her her and her skinny body and went well I want to look like that I need to do that it was horrible for me or I got an eating disorder because I would watch content like here's 20 ways to not be hungry in a day and it's just so gross. I wish I would have had somebody that knew, but nobody knew, to be like, hey, don't watch that. Or if there were somebody online making the opposite of that content, telling you, mm-hmm. hey, you are okay to love yourself. You are okay to be you. It is you, you are beautiful the way you are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's continue that message right there. If there's, if there's someone listening right now that is somehow lost in this world and, and struggling, what would you say to them directly? Yeah. I mean... The best things that I do for myself when I'm struggling with my own body image is logging off for a minute. Mm, Amen. Right? There's so much you can do to control the garbage that you see online. I mean, there's not, obviously, like we were saying, it's, it's not perfect, but I really believe that you should be on a diet of what you watch and what you see, and that changes your mental health so much. So focus on what you consume and building your life with more positive content or just no content. Another thing is to just maybe don't even put the pressure on yourself to be body positive. I think there's a lot of pressure to just be like, girl, you are perfect, flaunt it, go out in your bikini, you have to think you're perfect. There's too much pressure for that. Just be thankful for your body and what it does. It takes you from point A to point B. It helps you to be good at the things you want to do. It's taken you through your life this far. Just Um, so when I'm really in my head, I just focus on being grateful for my body and what it does, but not worrying about 
oh, I can't fit into these stupid pair of pants, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, and that translates even to like women as we get older, when you have babies and it's like you just said, it was so perfect. You said, you know, appreciate your body and everything it's done for you. Cause after you have kids, (laughs) it's hard. So it's, that's a good message to carry on as we get older, you know, just appreciate your, your, your body and everything it's doing for you. I, I love that. Um, why do you think diet culture is so dangerous and, when does it turn from healthy to dangerous, do you think, in your opinion? Yeah, that's a great question because I really don't think there's a problem with, hey, I never learned about nutrition as a child and I'm interested, so I want to go on the internet and learn. I also don't think there's a problem with, hey, my doctor has recommended that maybe I need to lose a couple pounds for health. I, I do not have a problem with that. But I think where it gets dangerous is these vulnerable groups, like, little girls who think they need to be a certain way Mm -hmm. or there's people who are struggling with eating disorders or people who are obese they they go online they're as vulnerable as can be and none of this information is verified most of it is not coming from professionals I mean all you have for proof is like their body you know like you've got liver king who was this super uh muscly he looked great fitness influencer and he was promoting eating a diet of all raw meat Mm. come to find out he was on steroids (laughs) it came out a couple months later so it's just so dangerous to trust these people because you have no idea what their credentials are you have no idea what they're taking behind the scenes no idea what the truth is really you really can't know um so i think almost all of it is dangerous garbage you just need to go talk to a actual professional and i mean there are some professionals on the internet and those are the people that I like to talk to. Like, there's this one amazing nutritionist, um, Abby Sharp, dietitian, and she actually helped me recover from when I was having disordered eating. Um, we say that name again if people want to follow her. Yeah, her name is Abby Sharp, um, brilliant dietitian. She reviews, like, influencer what I eat in a days and debunks mm. them. Like, she mm. says things like, your lemon water literally does nothing for you. I don't know why all the influencers say this. Or That's like, a trend, the lemon water to yes. drink it in the morning. I've Isn't heard that, that ridiculous? Yeah. It doesn't do anything except for degrade your, or like rot your teeth, you know? That's or, bad. <laughs> yeah, right? Or there's another one like detoxes. Your liver already does that for you. Yeah. So um, she's a great resource and there are gems and good people you can find, but it's so dangerous because most of these people are just yahoos trying to make money. It's true, because anyone now can just pick up a phone and record a video. So it's, you right. got to be careful who you trust. Right, like, just don't trust this random skinny tan girl, you know? Mm. Like, there was a vegan influencer in Canada who died the other day from malnutrition. Can you believe that? Crazy. You know, it's sad, but I can because of um, the culture that we've built uh, online and, and the pressures that, you know, people are feeling. So that's it's such a good reminder, Tyler, to just take it with a grain of salt with what you see online. Absolutely. So good. How have you seen your work change people's lives? Um, I just, there's nothing more rewarding than getting a DM or an email from somebody just saying like, hey, your podcast has really helped me get a better relationship with my self-love and a better relationship with food, a better relationship with diet. And I've actually seen it from so many different people. I even had a woman who said to me, the other day I've been struggling with losing my last 20 pounds for 20 years and I've hated myself but finally your podcast has helped me be like you know what as long as I eat healthy and exercise who cares who cares Mm -hmm. I look great I don't care Mm -hmm. so and I that just like made my day I was like okay 
I love what I'm doing. This is great. This is <laughs> I'm worth keep it. going. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Good for you. When did you start the podcast? Um, I think we're only a couple months into it. I think we just posted our 10th episode. So, so. just this year. Yeah. Good for you. She's fresh. Good for you. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Why do you think it's so important to you to make sure that people feel comfortable in their own skin with their own bodies, no matter what size you are? Because especially as women, we have so many people telling us what to do, what to look like, what to wear. If you've seen the Barbie movie. I was just thinking that when you said that. that. Yes, that scene. speech. If you're going to see the movie, just see it for that scene. Absolutely. Oh, I I thought it was going to be a feel-good movie, but my sister and I left, like, crying. We were like, we don't want to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. We, We drove home in silence, but... That, there's there's so much crap placed on us as women, and sometimes it just feels like this is one more thing made to, like, set you back. Like, ugh, you, you are so much more than what you look like. You are so much more than your body, and, and you should love your body, but guess what? You're a hundred other things. Don't waste your, all your time worrying about fitting into this dress when there are, you have you should have a hundred other priorities, and you are worth so much more than fitting into that pair of Shein pants. <laughs> it's so true. That's really good, Tyler. That's, that's so true. I think, and I'm 42 now and I look back in my twenties and when I was like worried about it and it's like, come on, I would have, I would give anything now to have just enjoyed my life a little bit more. And so please take my advice, (laughs) younger girls, just enjoy it because you know what? You're, you're much more than just your body. You hear that so much. I mean, even I worked at a job where I had coworkers who were all ages from the ages of like 60 about to retire to my age when I was working there like 19 they all hated themselves they Mm -hmm. were all on diets they were all miserable they all hated themselves they all complained every single day and I was like oh if I'm feeling like this now it doesn't go away when I'm 60 I better fix this because they are miserable as can be so I I mean go hang out with somebody miserable (laughs) it might help but for real do not waste your time worrying about what you look like don't do it. Yeah. Fix, take a breath right now. If you're in that cycle and just, and change your outlook because it's not worth it. I love it's that. It's definitely not worth That's it. That's such good advice. This is really good conversation. I wish we could talk forever. Tyler, if we want to follow you and your podcast and everything you're doing, where can we follow you? Yeah. So I should be on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube as Tyler Bender, Bender with two R's at the end. Um, and then you can find my podcast everywhere at the almond pod. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank and thank you, so you for much all for you're doing. You're, and it's not quite over yet. We're going to do the fresh five really quick with you. Um, okay with that? Yes. Okay. Love. She doesn't know the questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Okay. What are you currently obsessed with these days? <gasps> Ooh, that, that, planning my wedding. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank when, you. It's when is it? Do you have a day? March 30th. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, that's and fun. Pinterest is my bestie. I use that too back in the day. That that really is the best way to plan a wedding, in my opinion. Okay, love it. Next one. Do you prefer Saturday nights or Sunday mornings? Saturday nights. Okay, you're a night owl. Yes, and also I just love going and doing all the things, going to whatever parties happening, whatever events happening. I just love that. Good for you. You're young. Enjoy yeah. it. I love it. Um, okay, you are hopping on a plane. Where are you going? Ooh. If I had all the money in the world, it would be Europe. I want to see Europe so bad. Europe. Okay, cool. Um, are you sweet or salty snacks? When you're snacking, do you like chips? Or are you more of like, ooh, I need a brownie, a cookie? I have like the most aggressive sweet tooth in the world. Like cookies <laughs> for breakfast. It's because you're from Utah. It is. I, I know that's a Utah thing. I yeah. go to Denver and people are like, what? Yeah. We like our sweets here. We for love sure. our sweets here. Yeah. Okay, last one. Um, what are you most inspired by? Oh, my gosh. 
I mean, there are so many cool people that I follow and so many good audiobooks that I've read that are great. Um, I think my family inspires me the most, though. Each one of them has so much to offer um, and has taught me so many lessons. Well, they've raised an awesome girl. Oh, you're so nice. You're, you're, you're awesome. You're doing amazing things. So thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us today. One more time, where can we follow you? Yeah, catch my personal socials at Tyler Bender, Bender with two R's, and my podcast at The Almond Pod. Come back, okay? Thank you so much really for having me. really like chatting with you, of course. Okay, and thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.